Hello and welcome to the Cisco Technology Podcast. It's me, Justin Wallen, and... And me, Mark Jackson. You're back again. I'm back again because we're talking about security. <laughs> oh, great. You enforced us on... Enforced the topic onto the team. I have. Now I'm back. We're going to just do security podcasts. Well, you're not because like, I've, I've, I've got a co-host off. Because okay. Joachim, Joachim is not happy. Is he not? Yeah. That's not good. Happy. I like that. Bit of competition. It's, it's healthy. It's healthy competition. Mm. Oh, dear me. Is that what it is? Yeah. Anyway, so mm. we are talking security today. We are. Which we will go into in a minute. But we've also, it's a very special podcast. Very. All right. You can't. What's the point of chuckling then? Because we know you're on the audience. <laughs> so it's a very special podcast because we're joined by uh, somebody from who's joining us for work experience. Which is awesome. At Cisco, which is brilliant, because my daughter came along to work experience. She did it twice. She did come up to the podcast. She did join the podcast, but, but she didn't say anything. So we didn't, I've just got a bit of her uh, eating grapes at the start. I think anyway, so, Anyway, yeah. we're, we're, yeah. we're, we're sidetracking. <laughs> so, um, do you want to introduce yourself? What's your name? Where'd you come from? Hello, I'm Lola from Feltham. Hey, Feltham Massive. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they don't say felt a massive either, no, do they? I'm like the poshest person in felt. Yeah. <laughs> I th- I, mm. Let's not offend anybody by going. And I'm trying not to offend <laughs> <Yeah>. them. <laughs> Didn't Freddie Mercury come from felt then? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Oh, there you go. I Is never it? knew that. Do you not know that? No, I've not seen uh, Bohemian and, Rhapsody. And the other thing I learned as well is you don't say cheeky Nando's. No. No. Cheeky Nando's not cool anymore. Right, so we're so down with the kids. <laughs> we are so down with the kids. Right, if you keep going like this, Lola, you're going to be awesome on this podcast. So but the thing is, she funny. can teach you all what is what is the cool lingo now. So, so Lola, you're going to be the sense of reason okay. for this podcast because um, we're going to talk about stuff, and if you don't understand anything, you just got to say. So, all right, because that's normally my job. So I'm looking to you as as the sensible person in the room. So when we start talking about stuff and all this security shenanigans, that you go, what does that mean? It's going to happen a lot. Good, <laughs> good, because that's what our customers, our, our, our listeners, as nearly mm. said customers, I let it out. Yeah, listeners. I let that bit out. Um, all right, brilliant. So uh, do you want to crack on then, Mark, yeah. and I'll, I'll step back. Yeah, fantastic. Okay, so I'm, oh, this, is, this feels like quite powerful now. It's like taking over. Um, cool. So what we are talking about today is socks. Um, and let's get the jokes out of the way. It's not oh, the things that land on your my, feet. That's my sister's dog's name. I'm just going to keep playing this now. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm, so I'm away with it this week, <laughs> and, and I'm just going to go like, I just keep playing socks, socks, and then the dog will be like running around all over the place. I'm glad we uh, serve alternative purposes than uh, education. Uh, uh, yes, entertainment. Entertainment, sorry. <laughs> we so we have two esteemed guests with us uh, to join us to talk about socks today. Um, so we have Simon Crocker, who will introduce himself in a second, and Richard Dean. Uh, from our customer experience team, have I, is that right? Yeah, I think yeah. at the moment that's what it's that's called. That's what we're called. Okay. Everybody else, it's like the other podcast we did that 5G one, isn't it? With um, was it Steve? Yeah. And he's like, I work in the CX team, and I'm gonna. <laughs> I think everybody else, you're either if they're not quite sure, they just stick you in the CX team. <laughs> I love it. Rural Scotland, 5G. <laughs> so Simon, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi, Simon Crocker. I'm the uh, SOC advisory lead for EMEA. Fantastic. Do you uh, go for a, like a high sock or a, or a sort of ankle? <laughs> it, it depends. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to stop saying it now. I'm going to stop saying it now. Lots of it depends on this uh, podcast. And Richard? Um, I'm Richard Dean, and I also work for the customer experience team in EMEA, part of the security organization, delivering engagements with customers such as SOC advisory, instant response, red teaming, and other services which are security related. Fantastic. And you are a repeat podcaster i am this is my second podcast i was here 
a year and a half ago talking about red teaming and blue teaming. I loved that podcast. That was a really good it one. It was a good podcast. And I think that one lasted for a long time. I seem to remember you kind of trying to wind it down and it, <laughs> we kept going and going and going. So maybe this time we'll be more succinct. I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> so on to the subject of socks. Uh, security operation centers, not the things you put on your feet. Um, so the first question I'm going to throw at you, Simon, is there's a lot of talk about socks uh, many of my customers talk about it um stop giggling justin um uh, in my head all i'm doing is go i'm doing dad sock jokes and i'm sorry yeah please don't um so lots of discussions with customers about socks at the moment but often a misunderstood term um and also kind of motivations around socks so let's start with why would a customer want to build a sock yeah sure so uh, much of the time that I've been working in security, 18 years now, everything has been about um, protecting things, hardening things, building a hard perimeter around your, your organization, stopping people coming. Um, five or six years ago, we kind of saw people starting to talk about, well, what if someone did get in? Perhaps they might get in. And no, 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 we've, we've hardened everything. Everything's fine. No one's going to get in. And then people, well, maybe they will get in. And that's kind of changed to, well, what, what when they get in? Um, and what do we do about that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so someone with enough time, enough resources, and they will get in yeah. to, to your network. And you, you start, you, you move to that premise, you need to do something about it. So the motivation really is that shift from, you know, I can build a great big wall and keep everybody out to, as you say, what happens if they do get in? Am I, am I actually able to see, smell, do yeah. whatever yeah. in response to so that? So to, 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 in order to cope with that, you need to start monitoring what's going on inside your network or on the endpoints. You need to, to collect that data and you need to analyze that. And the, the people, the process, the tools that collect and analyze and, and look at that and react to that is what we call a SOC, a okay. security operations center. Okay. So um, does everybody need one? Because, I, I mean, I work across public sectors, most of our listeners know, and anybody from local authorities to NHS organizations to big central departments, there's lo there's, everybody's talking about them. Do, do, yeah. Does everybody need one? I think they probably, you know, people, exactly why people, everybody, I, you know, speak to, well, everybody I speak to is building a sock at the moment because mm. it's my job to help people build <laughs> socks. But yeah, so that's a bit odd. Um, but yeah, it, 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 it kind of all depends on, on um, what you need to protect, what you stand to lose. So we find that the, the kind of the industry vertical with the most mature socks that have been around for the longest are, are the banks or maybe, you know, government type type things as well because they have a, they have a lot to lose you know socks can a lot cost a lot of money to set up a lot of money to run now if you're a bank you've had a lot to lose you know you've been setting you know working socks setting up socks for a long time running your socks for a long time um we see other customer verticals you know if you're maybe you're a manufacturer you've you've suddenly got a lot to lose because you're your blueprints for your cars for the next mm -hmm. 10 years. You know, that's very valuable intellectual property that you want to keep safe if someone does get into your network. So you want to be monitoring that, making sure no one gets in, or if they do get in, to react to that. To is, that. is this a responsibility of organizations, like you say, hospitals, of, of, of banks, or whatever? Because I'm just thinking of, like, you know, when we've got Lola in the room who's, who's sitting there going what, what are we all talking about <laughs> but the bit, the bit of how does you I mean so from a like a service provider perspective i mean there's going to be so many people are having i just get my it service and my yeah. or my internet services or my my technology services from other people do i just rely on them to keep me safe and yeah. do they need to build socks uh, yeah so there's, there's kind of two models here really so you can you can either go it alone 
Yeah, so all the things your SOC is going to do, um, and we'll talk about all the extra things that SOCs end up doing you know, on top of that monitoring and responding to things you think of a classic SOC. Um, you could outsource that to someone, or you could build it yourself. Now, if you build it yourself, it means you're going to have to buy specialist tools, you're going to have to deploy them, you're going to have to recruit people, you're going to have to keep those people, which is difficult. So it is basically like a... a it like having an IT department specifically just looking after site, yep. your cyber security yep. and cyber yep. defenses. So right? although that will cost you more money, it's going to be bespoke. It's going to be doing exactly what you need it to do. If you decide, you know, change track a bit of what you want it to do or add extra bits, it's your SOC. You can, I think you can do that. That's quite an interesting thing when we talked about what a SOC actually does and from a business's point of view, what they expect it to do. Yeah. I know that we, we've talked many times about SOCs failing and saying, well, what was it supposed to be doing? What yeah. did the board think it was doing versus what the implementation yeah. was actually achieving? Yeah. So I mean, so we can we can talk about you know what what does a SOC actually do? You know, on top of that 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 monitoring and instant response piece. So um, it depends. Virtually every SOC <laughs> oh, we've seen is, is different. <laughs> it depends. I suspect we're going to get a lot of it depends on. You're going to get a lot of it. It depends oh. with this with SOC. Um, yeah, so, you know, some SOCs, they they may do something like vulnerability management, okay. yeah, which is no longer a kind of more of a detect things and react to things. It's more of a prevent type type of function. You know, you're checking your estate for, yeah. you know, outdate operating systems, um, patches, etc. Um, and probably about 50% of the SOCs we see do vulnerability management. Um, they might do compliance management. They might do um, some kind of assurance pen testing, red team testing, things like that. They might do security awareness campaigns. Um, they may manage things out in the network. They may end up managing firewalls or, or IPSs or things like that. So, so what, what, what kind of, you know, from the engagements you've had, what, it sounds like there's very much an it depends in terms of what a SOC does, but what, how do you get to the, the crux of the matter when you're engaging with a customer? What, what sort of questions might you ask or what, what you might you yeah. want to put in a customer's mind around trying to think about what their SOC should, should so if do? We're, if we're building a SOC from scratch or, mm. or expanding a SOC or something like that, the first thing we'll do is, 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 is we'll work with the customer on what they need that SOC to do. So what value does the SOC need to, to give back to that business? Once we know what that value is, what benefits they need to provide, we can work out what services or functions the SOC needs to do in order to, to provide that value, to give that value. Mm -hmm. And once we know those services, we can work out the people process tools required yeah. to deliver those services. Yeah. Um, so very much a top-down services-based approach. Okay, so it isn't just going out and buying a security information event management platform and saying, there you go, there's my SOC. <laughs> yeah? No, that, 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 that normally fails. I mean, you know, if we, if we do, sometimes we do see a SOC that's failed or, or, or is failing, and that's oft, often the case. So they've... They've um, the SOC has been built maybe bottom up. Mm -hmm. It's it's you know started off life as a, as a knock. You had a knock, you know they're starting to collect some security logs or telemetry, um, and they're feeding that into a syslog server or something. Mm. And they've they changed the syslog server to a to a sim, mm -hmm. um, and they've got someone now who looks at that, and yeah. that's their SOC. Yeah, um, and they've never really looked at what the SOC needs to do. Mm -hmm. You know, so we we were talking to a customer. And they were saying, well, you know, my, my SOC doesn't give me anything I need. I need. You know, well, what, 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 what do you need to know? What, what, what's, what mm. keeps you up at night security-wise? Mm. Mm. Um, identity fraud. Now, the SOC was collecting firewall logs <laughs> and feeding them into the SIM. And so no amount of firewall logs you collect will tell you about identity yeah. fraud. You, yeah. need a, you need a different set of telemetry mm -hmm. and a different set of um, tools to analyze that telemetry, that mm -hmm. data. 
um, and a different set of people. So, okay, so it's really, the, you know, kind of getting to the crux of what problem are you trying to solve yeah. that then dictates the tooling, the process, the people, exactly. the skills, the, exactly. and, and everything yeah. else. Okay, yeah. so where, where do you start? I mean, you know, if you were talking to a customer, they, they, they feel that they need some socks. Hey, socks. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I've got Justin next to me, so it's, uh, it's influencing. It's been so hard <laughs> not to say when socks go wrong. I said, that's when you get holes in your socks. <laughs> There will be many, many more bad sock jokes throughout the rest of the podcast, and I apologise to all of our listeners for that. Um, so you talked earlier a little bit, sort of, you know, buying, building, maybe a bit, a bit of hybrids. Yep. I mean, what what sort of approaches have you seen, and, and what have you seen has been successful? So again, again, we we would we would sit with a customer and work with a customer over a, a period of um, days and weeks, often about you know, again, what does that sock need to do? So you know, what are the key drivers? Why are you building this sock? You know, this sock may be costing many millions of dollars to set up, and it's going to cost many millions of dollars to run, depending on what it is, 24 by 7 or whatever. I'm so, sorry, you just raised, raised something there, and you just say they might be spending millions and millions of dollars on doing this. You mean, how do you, is what, what convinced the customer that they need to spend this amount of money? It's, it's like, I don't know, buying antivirus software for your laptop, or, or, or I don't know, just trying to... It, it depends. <laughs> you can't be so the again, answer for everything. How, but how much it, have you got to lose? You know, yeah, security so always it, it, yeah, so balance between. And I think that, that's what I was sort of you looking know, for. If, is, if, 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 you know, if, if you stand to lose you know, $100,000 if you got compromised, then why build a stock? If you stand is, to lose millions and millions and tens and hundreds of but millions it, it, of dollars. But it's that then, bit of you go, look, I'm a, I could be a, a small business owner or a medium-sized business owner and going, right, well, okay, or oh, I've got all my systems are on doing, I know we're online or this, that, you mean my, my intellectual property or what my business is, if, if something happened to me, that would suddenly totally destroy my, my, my livelihood. Do I need to go and invest in a sort of, and then that's the bit, isn't it? And I'm, I'm trying to, you mean, is this a, you mean, if you're a bank, you mean you, you you've got a duty of care for the all the money that you're looking after for for its yeah, customers or, or critical naf- national infrastructure. Oh yeah, yeah. For example, yeah, yeah. yeah. But or, everyone now has got a, a a regulatory requirement to do this. So you've got things like GDPR. You've got the NIST directive coming in that are talking about you have to announce when you've had a breach. How do you announce if you've had a breach if you can't detect that you've had a breach? So now it's no longer just about um, business loss because of someone, uh, your, 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 the, the business being impacted because it doesn't look very good in the media. You've now got fines that are being ramped up and actually impacting businesses. So with something like GDPR, with whatever the percentages of their global revenue, you've now got companies that now need to take a stance on this and do this correctly, rather than just what it was like before, that they would do it hit and miss. Okay. Does this all make sense, Lola? You sure? (laughs) You're very kind. (laughs) Just a lot of words. (laughs) There are a lot of words coming out of their mouths. That's true. That's that's Cisco. We have many, many words. And And, and many acronyms. Usually acronyms. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we've, t- we've actually explained what SOC is, haven't we? Yeah. We have explained what SOC is. Security yeah. Operations Centre. Well, yeah. it's, it's, oh, okay. The interesting thing about SOC, <laughs> the acronym SOC, is, is, is not that many people use SOC as the name for their this things are providing this function. Interesting. So, what, what do they call it then? Well, um, yeah. well, well trousers. Yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Slippers. Security Operations, operations Centre obviously comes from NOC, hmm. the Network Operations Centre. Oh. And it kind of doesn't make so much sense in the term of security. You're, you're not operating security like you operate a network mm. um we kind of stuck with it as, as the generic term um but we see things like csert 
Mm-hmm. Cisco, Cisco, yeah. Cisco, Cisco <laughs> um, computer, <laughs> computer or cyber security and response team. Yeah. Um, we see CDC in Germany. They've got no problem with what's called a SOC. Mm. They call it a CDC, Cyber Defense Center. Every every single Can't one I've seen in Germany. That? <laughs> yeah. See, that's a cool <laughs> name. Does that make sense? So to, to the to the the young person in the room, she got what a cyber security cyber. Defence centre. Defence centre. <laughs> yeah, even yeah. I forgot it. Not the centre for that disease control. That makes more control. sense. I want yeah. to say, what is that in, in um, German? How I don't know. They just always, oh, always Google that. They now. like they like CDCs, um, but CDCs, cyber defence centre, implies some kind. You're defending sure. against things, whereas yeah. people classically think of this thing called a SOC yeah. um, as something that's monitoring and, and, and responding. Yeah. So you can see it's kind of evolving. SOC's kind of evolving into more of that kind of. So, so what you're saying is the whole title of this podcast is wrong, and <laughs> well, it depends. Yeah, it, it depends. Yeah, um, but we're kind of stuck with okay. that generic term. Yeah. Sock. Yeah. Yeah, people yeah. understand. Well, broadly understand. Broadly understand. We've seen yes. like the name MDR, so manage, detect, and respond, being thrown Gosh. in there as well. Yeah. How, how does wow. that fit with the CDC and the SOC? Yeah, so man- um, MDR, manage, detect, and respond, is kind of um, what people are using to describe the new, the new version of. Um, um, MSSPs. So you kind of think of a, um, a, a managed security service provider providing SOC services. It's usually quite basic. So they're going to collect logs for you. They might do probably do some kind of automated analysis of that log. And if they see something, those logs, telemetry, they'll throw it over the fence to you. So MDR is the next breed of, of this and takes it to the next level where they're going to collect perhaps big data for you, analyze that. They're going to um, do concentrate on threat intelligence, um, uh, take that in and work out how that affects your, if the particular things affect your organization. They're going to do threat hunting for you, all those sort of things. They're going to understand your, your network and endpoints and systems much more than an MSSP, so they can actually do more of that investigation and, and recommendations for how to, to fix things. And that kind of fits in with the hybrid approach that you've been talking to customers about, where number of the services that the SOC performs, you're looking at which ones that company owns and which ones they outsource. Exactly, yeah. So once we've worked out what what, what functions or services the SOC needs to provide to the business, we can then work out, well, who's best place to provide those? Is is it best to do it in-house or is it best to outsource to someone? So. And, and the models you find just from chatting earlier, it sounds like a lot of the models you find are hybrid. There's a, um, a just about both. yeah, every yeah. just about every single sock we've done and is, has ended up you know designed and and, and, and planned planned design and built um, has ended up being a hybrid. And is extent. is there a particular split that you see more commonly than others in terms of the functions that tend to be outsourced versus so those kept in house? Yeah, so you have to, you know we often speak to people. We're going to, we're going to insource everything. We're going to build everything ourselves. We're going to go it alone. Um, and you say, what about what if there was some kind of um, incident which there's some kind of internal fraud or something, or you suspect something like that, the SOC or HR, whoever uncovers something like that, um, have you got people who are gonna investigate that and they're gonna you know, keep that chain of evidence so it's mm-hmm. submissible to a court of law and, oh, by the way, you operate in 50 countries, are you gonna have two experts in each of those countries who understand that um, and be able to do that for mm. the two times it happens a year? Mm. No. So people tend to, they tend to something like that, they all, they all buy a kind of, kind of retainer-based service of a company that does have those experts sure. in each of those countries. Um, another classic one is, is instant response. So again, your, your SOC in normal times, it may operate well, it's well staffed, it's appropriately staffed for the amount of incidents you get. It's a bit of up and down there, obviously. What if there's a sudden huge incident and you need some extra help or you need some specialist help? Again, SOCs often, again, on a retainer basis, 
they'll have someone they can rely on that, that can come in and, and, and do that for them. Okay, and, a, and, a, and, a, and an ever so slight plug back to the podcast that Richard uh, and, and uh, myself and Justin recorded. Um, Justin is going to... Which one's out? The War Games, the, 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 um, Cyber War Games, I think Cyber it was. War Games, it was episode 46. I just go. looked that up. Okay. <laughs> That's very impressive. Um, but if you want to learn more about Instant Response and what Cisco do in that area, then uh, go back to episode 46. Um, so uh, I guess the next question... and That was also episode 42 was Instant Response team. Oh. War Games was 46. Okay. There you go, listeners. <laughs> just insert just in, Into here. the 40s and then you'll be in the right place. Just, just off the top of your head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so deeper dive into the, into the subject of a, a SOC or an MDR or a CDC or whatever we're now calling it. Um, break it open for us. What, what's sort of inside that, that magic box of SOC? Yeah, so SOC... So, so, much of the yeah, much of the time I've been in security, especially working for Cisco. <laughs> the box of socks. <laughs> the box of socks. <laughs> what can I tell you? It just came came to me. Um, a <laughs> lot of focus from security over the years has always been on the tools. Let's get a brilliant tool in. The tool will solve this. You know, the tool will do it. And and not so much um, focus on well, who's going to run the tool and understand it and update the tool and and add content to it and things like that. Um, and the actual process is to do that in a in a consistent way um, with a SOC it's absolutely one-third people one-third process one-third tools so you could have the best tools in the world but without the people there who are constantly um, optimizing them updating them integrating them with other tools getting all that mm. running um, and the people who understand and, and, and know the output the tool is giving and how to react to that and how to, how to deal with that and then, it's not going to work well and that's the thing that has sort of run through the whole life of this podcast and it'd be interesting to, to, to Lola who's obviously new to the IT industry as in first dates no second date Cisco <laughs> is, is that it's not all about the technology it's, it's still very much about the people isn't it it's people process it doesn't matter how what people might go oh yeah I've got the best bit of software to save me from any all the supersonic hacks and threats but it's, if you don't have the people in the policy and process to do it as well so there's so much more to it than just being a I'm a great coder and I can write the best code to save me from from all the hackers in the world so yeah. when we're talking about people we're normally trying to talk about automation and work out what we can automate and what we can get people to do get people to do the things that people are good at get computers and automation to do the things that automation's good at i know that we, we kind of touched on threat hunting and that is normally seen in a sock as something interesting and exciting you're not just looking at raw data you're not processing logs you're not lo looking at the tool and seeing those things you're actually going out and doing something interesting mm -hmm. and exciting it's the way it's seen by many analysts mm -hmm. so by being able to get the tooling to do some of the laborious um, heavy lifting you can actually free up your people to do things that people do well so mm -hmm. you get the benefit of using a human like a human likes to be used but you also get that retention i know that we talk to socks and talk to people uh, companies about uh, individuals moving on you train someone in they go out and they, they move off to elsewhere by giving them an interesting role by showing that there's more to their analyst role than just looking at logs do something like threat hunting you get that retention so mm -hmm. you you actually improve your sock and it, it kind of works quite nicely yeah yeah so on the on the tooling side um what what again i, I suspect the answer to this is it depends uh, i can almost <laughs> feel it um what what are the typical tool sets that are uh, that people might see in a, in a typical operation environment like yeah, this so they, they they tend to be specialist tools sure. to begin with um and i guess you you know the heart of the sock which people would always think of is some kind of um, analytics platform so that the, there's data coming in 
um, telemetry, um, security alerts, logs, things like that are coming in, and you've got some kind of tool there that's 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 analysing that. And that's normally called a settle down as a, as a, as a SIM or a SIEM, S I E M, Security Information and Events Manager, uh, Management Manager. Um, that platform, um, kind of the heart of the stock. Although we, we may get on to if we've got time to discuss what may be becoming the heart of the stock, the new heart of the stock. And then you've got other tools like a threat intelligence platform, maybe. So maybe you, your SOC, um, you're collecting different intelligence feeds from all over the place. They could be structured or unstructured. They could do, be Do emails. Cisco they make these things? Not the seam or the tip, specifically okay. seam or tip. Do you want to give, are we allowed to talk about other vendors? Uh, of course you can. It's <laughs> 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 your podcast. <laughs> Is it really? So the, yeah, so the classic, you know, scene makers you, you probably see, um, Splunk is, mm-hmm. is, 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 you know, very popular. ArcSight, um, mm-hmm. Logarithm, all those sort of people. Yep. Um, Tip, um, Anomaly, um, uh, who else have we got? Um, ThreatQ, Thre- people like yeah, ThreatConnect, I've seen. ThreatConnect, yeah. yeah. Um, if, and then with them, you know, what, what's your SOC doing? You know, if, if, if you are doing the vulnerability management, the SOC is doing that, you, you're going to need some kind of vulnerability management tool that's going to, you know, schedule those scans, it's going to do the scans, mm-hmm. it's going to report back to you, all those sorts of things. Yeah. Um, one of the interesting things that, you know, we talk about a SOC, what's it doing? Well, it's, it's there to monitor things and analyze things and react to things. These tools you put in the SOC, these specialist tools, are likely to be a one-off in your organization. Your IT department that looks after your laptops and your servers and the printers or whatever are unlikely to look after these for you. Right. So it's usually left to the SOC to actually do it themselves. Okay. So there's almost a kind of So you've got this team of, you know, you think about the people in the SOC, you think, oh, we're going to have some security analysts and maybe it's a tiered SOC. You've got some level one analysts who are monitoring things and doing that initial triage and investigation. You've got level two analysts who are a bit more senior, who do the more deeper investigation, and maybe you've got some level three to, to escalate as well. Um, you also need another team of people who are looking after these tools. Mm-hmm. And, and a good SOC, a well-run SOC, these people will be, you know, dedicated, you'll have platform engineers, platform operators, platform mm-hmm. developers. They're integrating these tools together. They're, they're automating things. So they're doing the IT functions just on the... SOC tools. Oh, yeah, exactly. So there's two parts of it. There's the I'm using the tool people, yeah. and then there's looking after the tool people. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, uh, I mean, yeah. just some of the work that I've done in the past. Well, that makes sense, Lola, because yeah. I got the look of that. <laughs> <laughs> I got, that, got the look. Uh, yeah. Does that make sense? And then, then you've, got, you've kind of got another set of people, which might be one team or the other, which is putting content on these tools. Yeah. Yeah. You know, data. Making sure it's got up to date threat intelligence, mm-hmm. or making sure that um, it's it's collecting the telemetry it needs to, and adding more telemetry, and deciding, well, you know, here's a particular use case. We want to now spot this type of attack. Well, what sort of things do we need to can we collect from our network or endpoints to feed into the sim to start looking for that, trying to spot that? And is there is there a particular pro or con? I can almost hear it depends again. Um, uh, so I just say it depends. Yeah, yeah, just preempt me on it. Um, but but there's obviously an awful lot of open source tooling in yeah. in the kind of operations space. Yeah. You know, you can think yeah. of Elk Stacks and things like this as yeah. as a fairly classic CM platform. Um, Pros and cons. I mean, yeah, what's, what's I mean, your views? You know, you buy what do you, see? you buy an off-the-shelf. Uh, maybe it's a bit like the you know, do you outsource a whole service or function of the sock, or do you build it yourself? Mm. Same with the tools. So you know, you you can buy a tool which hopefully is up and running, and, and you know, it gets it gets software updates and things like that. Or you could build it yourself. You know, from open source things. The trouble with the open source things is 
they need a lot of maintenance. So you get this system you've built with your half dozen open source bits and bobs um, and someone somewhere upgrades a bit of it or something and it stops working again. Yeah. So you end up, you know, and again, you can get a much more focused kind of tool that really suits what you need to do. Um, but it's going to be a lot of investment and upkeep. Do you to have to keep upgrading and updating the software like you would like a sort of a, a malware or something like that? That's, absolutely, that's, absolutely. So, so one it, of my, one it of my has to keep up. about SOC. Um, Got to keep pulling them up. Improve or die. Improve or die. Keep pulling them up. So what we find in a SOC is that um, because the, the number of attacks, the complexity of attacks, your attack surface, all those, good, you know, all yeah. those things are always increasing, if you just sit still as a sock and just say, oh, we'll just carry on with the same people, the same tools, we won't train mm -hmm. them, we won't update the tools, we won't add more threat intelligence, you know, et cetera, et cetera, you'll find the performance of the sock will be getting worse and worse and worse because the outside world is getting more complex. But you're getting more and more data. You are, everything is getting bigger yep. and bigger and bigger, yep. the data set that the, the engineers, the analysts need to look at. So how do we look at automation? How does automation help us with processing that amount of yep. data? So, that, so that's, where, that's where SOCs are going at the moment, and that's the big direction SOCs, SOCs are going in. Um, and there's a tool which is now, it's kind of evolved over time, and it's, the acronym keeps getting longer. Um, but the latest, uh, the latest acronym is SOAR. There's probably a joke in there somewhere, but yeah. uh, <laughs> I think Justin said it earlier when we were doing a prep. I thought because we got young people in the room, I thought we'd be the, that was that like horror film, isn't it? But I, yeah, Saw was around 20 years ago. Oh, was it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Justin. So Saw is um, S O A R, um, Security Orchestration Automation and Response, or sometimes you see as the R as reporting. Um, and what you're doing with this is you're trying to to orchestrate and automate what's happening in a SOC. Yeah, so if you think of a, you know, the, the classic part of a SOC, you know, it's, it's taking in these events, this, these alerts, these things, this telemetry into the SIM. That's kind of analyzing or correlating something, and it's flagging up to a, a human being that, hey, this thing is said there's malware on this endpoint. Um, that analyst has a look, decides yes, no, mm, raises a security case, assigns a priority, starts investigating, maybe pulling logs off this machine or, or doing whatever. What you can do with the, the, the SOAR, the, the, the orchestration piece, that kind of um, playbook that analyst would, with that workflow or playbook the analyst would run through, you can put that into the tool. Yeah? Um, now what happens is the, the SIM and the SOAR are connected, they're integrated, and instead of flagging up to a person, a person may be staring at a screen waiting for something to happen, which is a very dull job, the, the, the SIM talks to the SOAR and raises the, the SOAR raises the case automatically. Then the SOAR has that workflow in it, so the orchestration piece. So step one, what do I do? Oh, I go and pull the log off here, or I look at the CMDB to see what the IP address is, to see if it's a high or a low priority alert. Well, well you use an acronym, CMDB. CMDB is CMDB? the Management Database, which all organizations have, and they're always up to date. Yes, <laughs> always. They're not always on spreadsheets, 10 years old. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I think yes. what you mentioned, you asked earlier, Mark, what mm. we can do in this space. And mm. so when we're talking about data enrichment, so we're talking about being able to pass more information in there to be able to work out exactly what, what went on. Mm. That's where Cisco does have some offerings, things okay. like um, Umbrella, yeah. Investigate, being able to go in there and see what those 
threats are based around uh, URLs, D DNS entries, mm -hmm. things like threat grid, where mm -hmm. you go and be able to look at what malware is. So being able to push that information or actually pull that information into your SOAR at the time when alert is being created to enrich the data that you've got from your network is something that is really valuable to be able yeah. to trace through yeah. what actually occurred. And that's, uh, yeah, and, and, and that's, you know, the automation piece. So that you, if you think, you know, when that, that analyst, that human being was, was running through this playbook, this process playbook mm. workflow, um, they're doing all sorts of manual things. They're going to log onto a device and pulling off, you know, step two is go pull the logs off here or something like that. Um, because the, the, the SOAR has all the APIs and things in it, it can automate that. So all this kind of, um, legwork that is the book you know again a boring bit of being working in a sock is all done for you and yeah. the the analyst now ends up with all that done for them um you know maybe done a, another vulnerability scan on a on an endpoint if required um maybe put the malware you know look at the tip see what the malware is and we know anymore and it just puts it all in the case for them and they can get on with investigating things which people in work doing the interesting like thing. to do yeah. mm -hmm. they like investigating things as opposed to that to that legwork um and the, the SOAR will take, you know, the response bit, the R bit of the response bit of the SOAR acronym, it can take you right through that workflow to actually going and, and, and doing something and reacting at the end. So that could be, you know, maybe putting a rule on a firewall or some simple example like that, or raising a, um, an ITSM ticket or enterprise-wide ticketing system um, to go and get that person to get in that van and drive to site and take that laptop and clear it up. Sure. Whatever. So... How do you um, see these systems interacting with the, the, the kind of direction that we're taking? So things like rapid threat containment, so software-defined networks where you can take the telemetry that's coming out of something like this and plug it back into the network to almost immediately contain that laptop. Yeah, so it's, it's that response piece. So, you know, the, again, it's, it's replacing that, that, that manual process workflow um, thing. So um, that would that would then. So you, what you talked about there. Bit. So you talked about there, Richard. Is 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 that bit of you spotted something and then the response bit would then talk to something like I don't know Cisco's identity services engine would then go right. Lola's laptop's infected. Kick it off the network. Yeah. So keep the laptop off the network while we know we're sending an engineer over there to go and look yeah. at it, to image it, to to work out what happened with it. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly. Okay. And that's you know if that was in your your playbook, your workflow for that particular type of attack, malware yeah. attack then yeah, absolutely, that could be the R bit, the response bit. And do you uh, see customers getting there? Because I, I remember years ago, we had some uh, self-defending networks. Anybody who's been around Cisco long enough remember SDN was self-defending networks. Yeah, I'm yeah, looking absolutely. at you, Simon. Yeah. Um, and, and we had these kind of response actions and, and they were yeah. always quite terrifying. But P do you see always, people always beginning to... about them. And I've, I've got a slide that I, I used to, to go through this sometimes. And um, that that showing the SOAR and the, the integrations and the flows... Um, and I always put those that React bit in uh, dotted because uh, <laughs> it's yeah, still controversial. Still controversial. So, so the you know going pulling more data automatically from something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everybody's fine with that. Sure. Yeah. Brilliant. That saves us a job. That React bit. Still yeah, scary. Still, still controversial. And then the last piece of the saw, and you, you often see the R bit as, as reporting instead of response. Um, socks they end up collecting lots and lots of metrics. All this improve or die. How do you know you're improving and not getting worse? You know. How do you know? 
by getting this new tool or doing this new training or integrating these bits and bobs together or something. How do you know you're getting better? Well, you need to collect metrics on how long it took to do this and da, 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 da. And what, what um, are good metrics? Because I, I have this conversation with clients all the time about yeah. security more generally rather than just operational. Yeah. What are good metrics that so you've me seen to be successful in really yeah. showing? So me metrics are an interesting subject because as soon as you start measuring at least a human being, mm. the, reaction, the, 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 behavior the behavior changes. changes. Yeah. So it's, it, it, it's a difficult thing to do. Um, socks often used to measure on time to react, time to do stuff, time to, you know, that's, mm. that seems good because we did this in five minutes. Or mm. we, used, we used to do it in 10 minutes, we do it in five minutes now. Um, what we found is what socks should really worry about is fidelity or accuracy. Okay. Yeah. So when you declare an incident and resources go into motion to do things and react to that incident, which it costs, you want to make sure that is an incident. And okay. your sock starts to look bad if you keep doing that. Crying wolf. Crying wolf, yeah. The opposite of that is if you don't declare an incident mm. and something bad's happened. Yeah. Yeah, so, so we find giving people more time to do things and do things properly is better than giving them strict, a strict um, time limit to do stuff. And, and human yeah. nature, if you're given five minutes to investigate something before you have to escalate it or something, mm. you'll just escalate it sure. every time to get in your five-minute things whereas yeah. if you had another couple minutes yeah you, you could avoid wasting that resource by, yeah you know so but again automation it's going to speed things up and you know and i guess it goes full circle back to almost near the beginning of the podcast which is what's the motivation for the sock to be there yeah. is the metric should ultimately support that Absolutely, business motivation yeah, so if they're not flow, reporting back flow through. From so that. it's about obviously what <clears throat> how important is it what do you want to keep to, how, how important are your crown jewels to your business yeah. How vulnerable are they, and what would happen to yeah. the business if they have, lost have you, that? You know, have you identified those yeah, individuals? Yeah. What are the IP addresses related to them? Um, who are the important people? You know, if, 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 if a phishing attack is directed at the head of finance, you know that should be a more important thing to investigate. You know, is, was that a directed phishing attack, and yeah. are they trying to? to you know, but that, that's the bit, of, and that's all part that you need one? to work out as part of what a SOC does. Yeah. But then it's also about keeping it up and keeping it running and keeping it maintained yeah. and keeping it up to date. And then it's like, how do I then automate? And then it's the reporting of uh, how well we're doing, how well you're doing. And, but that's the bit of you set that metrics at the start of it. Of yeah. going, so right, you, how, you, what does success yeah. look like? And we're going measuring yeah. success, not fault positive yeah. and all that. But how, how we've kept ourselves yeah. safe or we, we've kept ourselves safe or we've been attacked and we spotted it and we remediated it and this is the, yeah. this has actually happened but making sure that's accurate yeah so those those metrics you want to be constantly reviewing them depending on what metrics they are um but every six months 12 months maybe but every six months you want to be reviewing those and changing you know what, mm. what you know why aren't we hitting the metrics or yeah, that new tool really did, or that new function on that new tool, that software upgrade really did help with that. Yeah. And we can push that metric, we can change mm, the target. Justify it, yeah. So I, know, oh, I was going to no say, uh, it kind of links back to something that we talked about in other podcasts where we talked about the kill chain. And one of the things that we look at when we are being offensive, when we're doing offensive security like red teaming, is go through the different stages of that. And as a defender, the way that you should be improving is looking at what you detected at each of those stages. So looking at what happened at the beginning. So what reconnaissance did an adversary do and were we able to detect it? 
what then did they do following through that key ch kill chain? And if you're not doing that, if your SOC isn't doing that, then you're not adapting and improving to what your adversaries are doing. Mm -hmm. So by looking at metrics on how are you using the data that you're getting in your protection functions and your detect functions to be able to improve and make yourself better, then you're not really moving in line with what your adversaries are doing, which means you're essentially falling behind them, sure. so more open to attack. Sure. So I think we've discussed the subject quite extensively now. We've covered the, the who, what, where, where, how, where, where, and when, so we know all about SOX. Um, we've touched a little bit as we've been going through about where Cisco kind of come into play around SOX, and clearly we've got some excellent knowledge in yourself, Simon, and, and yourself, Richard, around this whole subject. Because it doesn't, it's, we don't make any of the tools, do we? We do to some tools, but we don't make we don't make socks. Yeah. We make um, an awful lot of stuff that feeds into a sock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that you know that specialist. Um, well, there's logs and things you can collect from endpoints and things like that. But the actual specialist security equipment, they're flagging up. There's malware here on an endpoint or coming through an email gateway or typical in it. You have a phone going off. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, so we, we obviously do a lot of the data generation, whether that's firewalls, uh, advanced malware protection, etc. The network. The network, of course, NetFlow, and all those other good things that we, yeah. that we generate. Sorry, Justin. Yeah, don't you forget eye. about it. Give me stink eye now. Um, but what else can we bring? Obviously, there's consultancy in yourselves. What, what are yeah, the sort so of services a, we can bring to the party? We've um, experienced SOC consultants, um, you know, via our advisory services, and that, you know, that's a bit where we help people you know, work out what their SOC needs to do, um, what functions it services it needs to provide. Um, we can look at, um, we can put that into a strategy document and work out um, you know, a service catalogue from that, fully formalise up what the SOC needs to do. Um, we can have a look around. Well, what you know? What have you already got? You know, now we know what your strategy is. What we need, you need the SOC to do. What's already in place that mm -hmm. may not necessarily be in a part of a SOC already, but another part of your your organisation. Um, what can we use, reuse, evolve in order to, to move towards that that two or three or four year strategy? Um, we can design those services, the, the people, the um, the you know the, the tools that are required to you know specify those out um, in order to achieve that that strategy, um, and that's kind of like the planning phase, mm -hmm. planning and design phase, and then implement. And although we don't um, make these you know, specific dedicated tools that go in a stock, we can implement them for customers, and we use our same very strong um, PDI plan design implement. Um, operate, optimize um, processes we have for, for other you know, Cisco equipment and apply those to SOC. And we have you know, teams of people who now know Splunk, all these you know, mm. threat queue, all these things, and we can, we can deploy those. Um, we can help people, which we've done quite a few times, actually um, employ the people for SOC, you know, do the interviews, SOC yep. manager, whoever. That that's, a, that's a real considering you I mean the bias i have that cisco makes network technology and security products and security software and we yeah. make software and all this sort of malarkey is is that actually it's not it's an actual policy and process type thing isn't it yeah yeah i guess one of the things that we do do with all of the software that, and the hardware that we're producing we've moved on to a common api so now all of those tools that would be sitting there defending your organization can be polled, can be looked at through this API to pull all that information into a seam. So whilst Cisco isn't producing a seam, we are making sure that our tooling can be used effectively by one. Mm. We've actually got middleware that sits, and I've forgotten the name of the thing that is a queue in the it. middle. You can edit this. Um, okay, well, it's called... Grid? No. 
Um, I, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah well, anyway, whatever the, whatever the thing's called, um, and sit in there so you can Anybody? orchestrate. <laughs> oh, no, do you know what it is? No. <laughs> uh, so the thing you can sit there and it talks to the other vendors' products. So you've got this this bus sitting in the middle, so it goes out and talks to different products, pulls that information back, and then that helps with the the, the, the response capability as well as augmenting that data. So yeah, we're not in the mm. business of seams, but we are out with our security portfolio, making sure that a SOC or an MDR or whatever you're going to call it, your CDC, can utilize our technology to help you protect your networks, to help you protect your data and def- and detect what's going on in it. Fantastic. Yeah, and, and of course, there's the processes, the dreaded dreaded process were, but also those, those playbooks and things and mm. use cases and defining the use case and the playbooks that that you derive from those and implementing those on these on these tools and the Cisco tele- telemetry that's that's feeding in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and when your socks up and running, we help you do threat hunting. We can help you do instant response, um, optimization exercises. So it's the full life cycle, yeah, really. Life we cycle, can yeah, we can kind of get involved in at any point yeah. during that during that process. So. I think that's it. I think we've covered it. We have. We're, we're doing all right. I think we're all right. And we're sharing a mic and it's really weird. It is slightly <laughs> weird and very intimate. Um, uh, so, well, I guess, is there anything else in terms of resources that customers ought to, that you'd maybe kind of shout out to customers that may be interested in the subject, want to get? Customers, partners, partners, partners listeners. People. Uh, listeners. listeners. Stop it. Uh, anything you want to call out that maybe we should uh, we should plug? We've written a few blog posts about SOC, about creating SOCs recently. Oh, yeah, yeah, we can get them. Is it cisco.com forward slash go forward slash blogs? Yeah, or, or blogs at Cisco. Yeah, yeah, and there's I I, short, I created a shortened link for it as well. So cs.co forward slash sock blog. Look at that. It's easy to go. Yeah. <laughs> so cs.co cs.co forward slash socblog. Sock blogs. Sock blog. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember whether there is an S on the end of it. I think it's a singular. But if it doesn't yeah. work, then then try it without. Yeah. <laughs> cs.co is our. Um, Short. Shortening oh, no, service. No, 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 there's no S at the end. It's right. sock blog. Sock, sock blog. Sock blog. Right. You're going to get a jingle for that. Sock blog. It's the sock blog jingle. <laughs> so, on that note, then, I would just like to say. <laughs> <laughs> what would you like to say? Thank you to Simon, to Richard for your contributions. Thank you to Lola. <laughs> Thank you, Lola. Is it, did you understand any of that? Most of it, yeah. Oh, oh get in. Job done. We cheated. We cheated. Done a job at Cisco. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why she's here. <laughs> there we are. And, and poor, 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 poor Richard has is wrenched out of his house for the first time in how many months? Well, since the beginning of January, I've been uh, homebound because of a snowboarding accident. Told so, you, kids, don't snowboard. Yeah. It's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I don't snowboard. Fantastic. All right. Well, thank you very much. And until next time. Oh, no, you, you want to do your outtake of your, you know. Oh, yeah, not my outtake. No, no, no. No, go the on, outro. Go on, no, no, to say, outro. Uh, thanks okay. very much for listening. There you go. If you want to contact the podcast, you can at, uh, at Justin Wallen on Twitter or email me at justin.wallen at cisco.com. Two hours we're now. Uh, find us on LinkedIn. Uh, message us. Yeah. We like it. We do. There we are. Uh, thanks very much thanks Richard thanks, thanks for inviting thanks, us Richard. thanks Simon thanks You're Lola right. for coming thanks, and, for and tolerating us <laughs> and, and, and uh, Chicky Nando's is not a thing no <laughs> but if Nando's want to send me some free vouchers I will definitely <laughs> uh, thanks very much for listening <laughs>